everybody. Welcome to the Scarif Transmission. Today I have a guest, and his name is Hunt the Bunt Gunter. That's me. That, that, say, say hello to the listeners, Hunt the Bunt. Hello to the listeners. Good. Okay. That's all we need from <laughs> you today. Now I'm just going to talk oh, for the rest of the okay, episode. I'll, cool. I'll you just... can you can free, feel free to log off, actually, if you okay. want. Okay. Um, I, was, I was feeling kind of hungry. Oh, well, yeah. Okay. Eat. Just go get, yeah, go get something. Um, thank you for, for being on. I'll see you later. Okay. Um, okay. So today we wanted to talk about um, the new images for Solo, as well as um, Rebels is returning for it's like I, I guess it's not really its final season because it's like the second half of its fourth season, but hmm. it's supposed to be kind of important and significant. And Palpatine's coming back, and it's I don't know stuff is happening. So I figured since I since the podcast is pretty new, I might as well just kind of recap all of Rebels in case anybody hasn't heard it or, I mean, watched it. And if you have, mm-hmm. then maybe this will just be a nice refresher for like the main points, I guess. Uh, I also like wanted me. to talk about uh, <laughs> things that need to happen in the ending or else I'll be upset. <laughs> um, yeah, but let's start off with the solo stuff. Um, let's see. So they, they announced some new images and then there's also a little bit here to talk about as far as, uh, characters that we saw in the trailer have kind of gotten more information i guess um which i think would be kind of cool to talk about so for starters last episode i just kept talking about woody harrelson's character and that that's what i kept saying but uh his name is tobias beckett um that's the character's name so that that's a thing that's it's a good name. <laughs> maybe that's useful information i don't really know it it sounds like his name sound his name sounds like something like a normal person like it doesn't sound like fancy at all it's just like oh yeah that's just like a pretty normal name it's a pretty normal name but woody harrelson definitely looks like a tobias <laughs> yeah he can pull that off <laughs> let's see thandy newton's character's name is val which is another pretty i don't know not too much of a star wars name there's not really a last name either. Um, and then Paul Bettany is in it, and oh, really? he plays a character called Dryden Voss. And that's a very Star Wars yes, name. That's so a, that's you know. a good name. That's funny. I didn't yep. know he was in this. Cool. Yeah, he's uh, got... I don't know if it's much more than a glorified cameo, but yeah, they're, they're like, there's like a set photo with him in it, and so they've announced his name. So cool. there you go. Um yeah. Oh, yeah. Some more information. Also, Kira is supposed to be like the femme fatale of the story. So if that means anything to you, I guess it gives us a little indication of where they could go with the plot. You always but need one of those. <laughs> I really don't think that like we need to know that much information. You know, yeah. I don't I don't as much as I like covering this sort of thing. I don't want to actually go too much in detail with it other than just like predictions for the sake of fun but mm-hmm. uh i hope amelia clark's character is um something more than just like a han's like romantic interest for the movie and then yeah. that's it i hope there's actually some useful reason some useful information or just some reason we have another <laughs> another british brunette <laughs> um as a main character in a star wars movie i don't know yep yeah, mm-hmm. so that that's some stuff that came out, which I think is interesting. Um, 
Ron Howard said that Beckett is a very charismatic character with a soft spot who is looking to take Han under his wing, according to this article on whatever website this is that I'm on. So, so what I'm hearing is um, everybody is exactly who you think they are. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, this is confirmation, but nothing really all that interesting. Um, yes, I guess yeah. as far as we know. Maybe they'll surprise us. Oh, I hope so. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is when they release information for Star Wars movies, it always kind of seems like too much information until you actually watch the movie and then you realize somehow they managed to not spoil it. Yeah. So I'm, I have faith that this isn't like, that they're not really giving us a full picture here, but it kind of sounds like they are and it's just very boring. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But he says... Val is tied to Beckett, and that's how Han meets Val. They've been partners a long time. Part of the criminal family that Han gets involved in, I guess Val doesn't like Han or something. So there's... (laughs) This is all, like, very... Almost just useless information to even talk about. (laughs) Yeah, it's like a bunch of non-information. Just like, words. And there's nice pictures Okay, well, that's the interesting thing. Going over to the Entertainment Weekly article, um, they announced, like, nine new images for Solo, and it actually reveals some interesting stuff that is actually worth talking about. Um, just first of all, the cinematography is, like, it's going to be incredible in this movie. If these are, like, stills from the yeah. movie or shots oh, from yeah, set or whatever, like, really good. it's got... It's it's really incredible. I think the uh, cinematographer did like Arrival oh. and movies like that, so I don't think that there's any way it could look bad. Honestly, nice. say what you like about Alden Ehrenreich or whatever. <laughs> I mean, I personally like him, but if everybody hates him, I think everybody will at least be able to say, "Hey, at least the cinematography and visual effects were good," because that's something you'll always get in a Star Wars movie. Oh, yeah. Um, so hey, it's not all bad. Yeah, so the first one is Han and Chewie in the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon. And again, we kind of, it kind of shows a little bit more of how nice the Falcon looked when he had it, which just makes me sad. <laughs> like, yes. how did he mess it up that much? <laughs> I was kind of noticing that in the other ones, too, yeah. It's, it's, very, it's very, very shiny. shiny. It looks like a very nice, like, if you watch an old movie, it's like one of those really nice, uh, like, sports cars from like the 50s or something it's (laughs) it's really neat looking but it's yeah just a i don't understand how he could make it that ugly right after just a short amount of time here to there like what is it at like 10 years before a new hope and somehow he trashed it to that extent (laughs) i think they've hinted that they'll like kind of explain how it got that way but i i don't really know if i it's just it's ridiculous. <laughs> mm-hmm. Maybe it's going to be like by the end of the movie, something horrible happened and somebody he thought was his close friend ransacked the Falcon and took pieces and destroyed it or something. And he mm. put it back together or maybe he's just a busy guy and he just, yeah. And he doesn't ever bother putting it back <laughs> together. And I don't know. They could do, yeah. they could maybe provide a story reason, but it just, it seems like they're trying to, like just at that point they're just giving an explanation for why they wanted to make a new version of the falcon so they could sell more toys (laughs) but yep that's true yeah 
it's not just the regular old Millennium Falcon. It's a new fancy Millennium Falcon. It's the, yeah. And then they're kind of retconning what we saw in Revenge of the Sith, I guess. Oh, yeah. There was a Mm. cameo with the Millennium Falcon in Revenge of the Sith, but it's so, like, easy to miss that it, I don't know. But George Lucas was intending that to be the Falcon (laughs) or something. But that's but that's something that's probably super easy that to retcon. Yeah, it's a there, different. There's got to be other ships in the universe. Yeah, yeah. But that seems to suggest that the that model of ship is very old. I know it was in Legends. Uh, I, I have like the owner's manual for the Falcon, yeah. uh, and it's like a 200 year old ship or something like that. So hmm. if that model was around in Revenge of the Sith and stuff like that, but it looks like this really new. Uh, ship here. I, I want to see what they they do to. I don't know what they do with that. Maybe Lando customized all this stuff. Yeah, true. I don't know. It seems like Lando style. I guess it's very fancy, and and <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Actually, the the padding on the seats and stuff like that kind of matches uh, his outfit that know. we see in one of the next uh, images where he's playing Sabacc. Hmm. It's like the same color, like this mustard yellow. It, Interesting. I don't know, it's like Lando's colors or something in this movie. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that, that's kind of confirmation. We had a shot of uh, him playing Sabacc earlier, I think, in one of the trailers. But now that photo kind of confirms that's what he's doing yep. a little bit more. Um, there's also this this picture of Alden Ehrenreich as Han Solo and with the weird jacket. That <laughs> is that like a new staple in the disney star wars movies we gotta have somebody with the cool jacket i I guess but it has to be brown and have like it it looks like finn and poe's jacket it it does yeah who wore the jacket in rogue one though that's what i was wondering i bet cassian had a jacket i don't know just i was gonna say i feel like if it's anyone it would be cassian yeah he probably had a jacket okay well let's yeah let's see where more on that as it develops i guess (laughs) There we go. There's it's a, a, it's there's a big deal. jacket. Jackets, man. Um, we see another picture of yeah. Kira from that weird. Uh, I don't know if it's like a. It's not exactly a casino kind of a place, but um, basically their version of uh, the. Um, you know, you have to have kind of like a weird musical thing <laughs> with like a bunch of scum and villainy or gamblers or whatever in every Star Wars movie, and I think that's where that is. Yep. So that's that's something. Here's the image. The next one is the one I actually wanted to talk about more. Um, they're on that that train that we see in the trailer, and oh, Han's yeah. in a fur coat, and Chewie's wearing these amazing, fantastic goggles. And it's Chewie <laughs> on the back oh, of a tra- train uh, in the oh. snow, and it literally couldn't be better. So that that's all I wanted to it, point out. It looks out. awesome. Yeah. That was like one of my favorite parts of the trailer too. Like the train just twisting around the track and stuff really caught my eye. It looks sick. I want to see that. Yeah, I, I like that. This yeah. is, I, I'm glad it isn't just like some random shot that they threw in. That's like, you know, when they're yeah. landing on the planet, like they fly over this train and we just see a shot of it or something like that. It's, <laughs> that's kind of, I guess, confirmation that there is like a heist on the train a bit more. I don't know. Yeah. I think we already saw stuff with like Tobias fighting somebody on the train, but I don't know. Hmm. It's gonna be cool to see Chewie with those goggles. I don't, I don't know why I care so much, yeah. but it's so great. <laughs> um, looks good. Yeah. Next well, is an an interior shot of the Falcon, 
and it's definitely got that that Lando mustard yellow again. Yep. But it, it <laughs> you looks... couldn't tell things were shiny before. Oh my gosh, it's fantastic! It's, it's immaculate. It's impossible. <laughs> How could something have gotten that disgusting? Also, all the panels on the <laughs> walls aren't even there in A New Hope. Like everything looks garbage. Oh yeah, and the floor, like mm. the floor is all this like shiny. All the lights are like this fluorescent white, and they become like kind of yellowy green uh when we see them like the lights again in the force awakens Mm. and i don't know it just it goes from being so beautiful to so ugly but do you think (laughs) we're gonna see degeric chess again because i think it would be a crime if we didn't but yeah i I can't see them not including it It has to be just at least a little bit yeah i think we we saw it obviously in the force awakens a new Mm -hmm. hope and then did we see it in the last jedi i can't really remember I don't think so, no. That's disappointing. They don't spend that much time on the Falcon. Like it's, yeah. It's kind of barely there. Oh, well, there's that scene with... Um, basically, where Tobias is sitting in that shot is where um, Luke sat at that one shot that he was in the Falcon in uh, The Last Jedi when he was talking to R2-D2. That's kind of sad. I, it's it's ca- sad to see like all these people on the Falcon, and then we're going back in time to when it like everything was almost happy. I don't know. <laughs> like The Last Jedi and The Force Awakens are like if you ask me those are the two like most sad star wars movies like rogue one and revenge of the sith don't even come close like they're just depressing if only because of this the story arcs that they're giving like characters that we used to love and still love i guess um like with han he just kind of reverted back to his previous nature and then reverted back again (laughs) to being a rebel before he died and then luke uh you know was just depressed he's just a depressed sweaty unbathed old man and that's all he <laughs> remains and then he dies it's just yeah it's all so sad plus so many of the new characters aren't doing so well either i know i mean like the only remaining skywalker um that we're gonna ever see in these movies is going to be um kylo and he's one of the most like just sad like he he killed his dad and he just broke up with his girlfriend and everything's (laughs) everything's going wrong for him he doesn't even Uh, have his like master he killed him too he just he gets mad he just kills people and then it then he kind of misses them you know yep i feel bad for him other people Uh, want him dead i don't exactly want there to be a um i don't want him to die but i also don't want him to have like a full-on um redemption arc because i just think that would yeah it just kind of cheapen the other two movies, I think. Yeah, they're, they're a little too far in to do full redemption, I think. Yeah. Uh, at least that quickly, you know? Yeah. I yeah, I don't know what they'll do. I hope it just remains. Like, maybe it just dep- ends on a depressing note, like, for the saga. Maybe he just, he kills Ray the yeah. end. That would be interesting. <laughs> I might actually like that. Oh, so... I, I got like even more scared today about episode nine because I just like I was listening to a another review for this is kind of kind of off tangent I guess but like listening to another review for the Cloverfield Paradox mm-hmm. and talking about J.J. Abrams related stories and I'm like oh every time J.J. Abrams one of J.J. Abrams projects like starts answering questions they all suck yeah that's like my big problem <laughs> with J.J. Abrams as a whole he asks interesting yeah. questions and never knows a good answer. Like all of yeah. his answers are dumb. And so I really don't yep. want to see his conclusion to episode nine, just because 
if there was anything good, and there was, in mm-hmm. um, the sequel trilogy as we have it now, like, it'll all be oh, yeah. for naught. Because <laughs> it'll just end <laughs> so just lame. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. He'll probably like, do a redemption his, arc. His with failures Kylo. are huge. And everything oh, will be happy. By the time we're... I bet Luke by the, was actually alive. By the time... <laughs> that would be awful. <laughs> I just think by the time we get to episode nine, it's going to be like, years have passed in the universe, and now they've built up a whole fleet again. The rebellion is back, and they're calling themselves the resistance again. And I don't know. Yeah, just back where we started. I really think that he might do that. More or less. And it's not because I think he... Like, just wants to take it back to his original story concept, like other people might think. But he really liked the direction The Last Jedi went. He just, he doesn't know how to conclude mm-hmm. something. So he'll just try to set up another interesting question and then try to answer it again, I guess. <laughs> and it'll be lame. So. It'll be lame. Um, uh, I don't think it'll suck, but it just, it won't ooh. be as good. So I'm holding out hope I, for... I want it to be good. Obviously, we have no idea for sure yet. Yeah. Because... It's just based so on his track away, record. But we can, yeah, exactly. Because, like, you know, like, I haven't seen an episode of Lost ever, but I, I know well that uh, it doesn't go so well at the end. No, I've heard the ending so is hear. really garbage. Yeah, it's just, like, stringing you along the whole way, and then you come to the end, you're like, oh, that, that's it? Okay. That's how I felt about um, Gravity Falls. I don't know if you ever watched the whole thing. Oh, but... Gravity Falls ends in a very unsatisfying, well, you kind of answered all the questions, but in a very boring and, like, too neat kind of a way. Yeah. Even though it was interesting for the first season. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I hope they don't do that. But, like, that's, yeah. That's what I didn't like about Cloverfield, too, is, like, well, you you answered the question. You just answered it in, like, the most boring way possible. Mm Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not very good. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, back on topic. There's a uh, another shot of the Falcon in what I'm guessing is the weird tentacle thing scene that we had in uh, in the last trailer. So that's a thing. But it, it's cool because it's a more detailed shot of the Falcon, and we see there's like this, all this paneling on it. So whatever we see later. I think it's become more and more apparent that it's not that maybe he made it disgusting everywhere as much as like all of the paneling got stripped off. So I'm guessing somebody like robbed him. Yeah. Or something that that's got to be what happened because I don't think he would just like take off all of the paneling just because, because he's a slob. I don't Mm -hmm. think it just falls off like that. Yeah. So are the two things at the front longer I don't think so. Okay. It just it kind of looks um, longer because of the um, yeah, because of the uh, inclusion of the the middle part. I've I've tried to l- analyze that a uh, bit closer, okay. and at least if you look at like the Lego sets, I don't think huh. they try to make it look any longer. It's just filled in. Okay. Which makes it okay. That was yeah. what I was wondering because I remembered seeing something with the Lego sets that made me think it was longer for some reason. Uh, yeah, I wasn't sure if that was accurate though. I don't think that is, but. I think they're just filling okay. filling it that in, and sense. it happens to look like that. But uh, let's see what else. There's uh, oh yeah, that <laughs> shot from the trailer with Lando and his droid, which we get a name for. Phoebe Waller Bridge is playing uh, that droid, and its name is L three three seven, which I think is like usually used as an abbreviation for Leet. <laughs> so yeah, I was gonna say that it, it has to be. It's Leet in Leet. Oh, uh, 
I'm not. I'm not a fan. <laughs> I I'm gonna say L three three seven. It looks cool. Yeah, it's a really cool design yeah. for a droid, and I've heard that. I, I like how it looks. Yeah. Oh yeah, her name is a reference to Leet, the practice of replacing certain letters in words with numbers that <laughs> look similar. Oh gosh. <laughs> Wait, why did they use a one for the L and not the eyes? I don't know. Is that how you do it? I've always used one for eyes. I mean. Anyway. They, I guess they just they didn't want to make it too too far out there. I don't think any droid has like its yeah. designation that's uh, just numbers. So they had to they had to make it Star Wars. Oh, yeah. yeah. I wonder who came up with that though. Like, <laughs> we'll just make it a joke. We'll make their the name a joke that doesn't make sense in universe. It's probably. Um, <laughs> let's see who was who was writing it. So Lawrence Kasdan and um, his son John Kasdan. So my guess is John Kasdan. Oh, yeah. If it, if it were to be between <laughs> the two of them. Um. Yeah, that we'll I be, hope he didn't. We'll be hip with the young people and use or, the meat. You know what? It's probably something that like Phil Lord and Chris Miller added, and then like because it was in other <laughs> scenes, they couldn't take it out. I bet that's what it was uh, actually. Could be. That sounds like something. They yeah, to I, think, the I can see them. Yeah, I can see them doing that. Yeah, not a. I, I'm just glad that they aren't still uh, doing the movie. I don't hate their movies or anything. In fact, I like them, but they're just. Oh, yeah. I don't think they're the, they were the right choice to begin with. So. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it mixes well. Like, they're just, I don't know, their style doesn't seem like it would go with this, but yeah. I don't know. Yes, and then the next picture has, like, a medical droid in it, and it says Mud Troopers on Minban. So, I guess for starters, now, a new kind of... I guess they're not really stormtroopers because they don't have, like, full helmets, but new Imperial officers called yeah, Mud Troopers. The, the helmet definitely looks like... The other kind of imperial helmet design. Yeah, right. That like from you, the uh, ATAT walkers. Right. So, yeah. But you've got like some oversized goggles on top. So that's <laughs> that's the thing. Actually, huge. they kind of look like the goggles um, Ray has uh, in the Force Awakens. Uh, yeah, they kind of do. And I guess she did kind of. She probably just got those from like a Star Destroyer or something, right? Yeah. So might might be yeah. Anyways, that's kind of cool. It's true. Um, nice. Yeah, but it. I think it's interesting that it, the caption says on Mimban because Mimban is this yeah. planet from Splinter of the Mind's Eye, which oh. is <laughs> kind of a terrible book. I'll be honest. I read it and it's. Yeah. It just it doesn't really make sense in the context of Star Wars. They got Alan Dean Foster to write it. Um, yeah, and he still writes for Star Wars. Sometimes, sometimes yeah. Right? I don't think he he's did, great. He did the Force Awakens novelization, yep. didn't he? He did that. Um, I don't know. It's because they wanted to do a cheap sequel to Empire. Uh, I mean, a cheap sequel to just the original, like in place of Empire, if Harrison Ford wouldn't come back. So Splinter of the Mind's Eye is this novelization that they like were going to make into a movie if uh, Harrison Ford wouldn't come back, I guess. Huh. Um, and so it, like, it goes in this completely oh, no, other no. direction with the universe that's kind of garbage. And it's like, <laughs> reading it's really weird because it used to be, you know, as far as uh, we knew, canon, I guess, before they, they wiped it. Um, so it was just really weird because there's like this, all this kind of romancy stuff between Luke and Leia, like throughout <laughs> the whole thing. Uh, yeah. It was very awkward and kind of poorly written. So, but the whole the whole thing took place on Minban, so. So was it? declared non-canon after empire came out or was it still sort of accepted um 
that's the thing is nothing was ever not accepted i guess is a is a good way to okay. put it nothing was ever like that's not yeah. canon because george lucas didn't look at any of it as canon but sometimes he would be like oh. <laughs> i have an idea for True. something and then other people who worked with him would be like oh yeah well there's actually that sort of thing is already in the books and he's like cool we'll use that name so that's how like coruscant nice. happened and that kind of thing but yeah i kind of i kind of heard him or saw a video of him talking about that that was interesting mm-hmm. Yeah, so they, they they never made things non-canon. So, yes, okay. yes, it was a real Fair thing, enough. which is just sad because cool. if you watch, I don't know, if you watch Star Sorry. Wars, it makes sense <laughs> in the context of just Episode Four, but once yeah. once Empire comes back, like the whole continuity takes like this different shift that you could have mm-hmm. technically gone in so many different directions with Episode Four, and it's just weird that looking at how we view the galaxy in Star Wars as a whole is much different than like you would think just after watching episode four. Yeah. Cause they, they just didn't it's, flesh it out that much. It's interesting. So, but yeah, it's interesting cause people just kind of tend to think, um, that the star Wars universe is kind of just maintained in the movies and the movies were sort of influenced by the books and just other people's interpretations and kind of made up as they go. So our, our like full people's perception of Star Wars is not really just the movies, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. as much as like we often there's other influences. Right. It's like it's kind of a it's just a weird cultural thing that we all kind of get Star Wars, I guess. Yeah. Um, anyways, so that's that's the solo stuff. So that was a good half an hour of talking about solo stuff. Um, I can go a little bit faster with the Rebel stuff if you have somewhere to be. But, um, yeah. So, yeah, Rebels is returning. I think they're releasing two episodes next week. So I'll watch those and try to upload an episode. It'll be kind of a tight schedule. But anyways, um, to start off with, I kind of want to just do a rundown of the characters just in case uh, anyone's not really familiar with Rebels. In case they wanted to watch along, I guess, for uh, the next half of the season to see it out. (laughs) It's not... It's not a fantastic show. I'll just say that now, but I bet <laughs> I bet the end of season four, it's gotten progressively better. I think season three was the highlight, but season four isn't really too much of a disappointment. So you might enjoy it if you like the Clone Wars or, or anything like that. So main characters, it's kind of season one's a lot like Firefly, uh, if you've ever seen that show, but it's worse because it's like it's a kid's show, but it's also kind of poorly written in the first season. So just think Firefly. They're on this ship. It's got another little smaller ship that comes off of it. I think that's a thing in Firefly. Yeah, it is. Um, and they're, they're just living on the ship as like kind of scum doing whatever they can to get by. And that's kind of it. Um, we have pretty much the same <laughs> character types, I guess. We have So Kanan is this Jedi who never completed his training. He never got like knighted or anything like that, and his uh, his uh, master Depa Balaba died in the Clone Wars. I think they, there was a Kanan comic that came out that was kind of showing how he how he survived Order sixty six and stuff like that. But as we see him in Rebels, he's just kind of he's actually that's the weird thing is he's like surprisingly extremely good with the Force for having you know. Uh, only been taught until like the age of 12 or something like that. Um, <laughs> Interesting. But yeah, he huh. has this weird lightsaber that can like extend and shorten and all this stuff. And he's uses a blaster almost as much as a lightsaber. 
um, and they kind of refer to him as the cowboy Jedi. Um, so <laughs> that that's yeah, he's I've never heard of that. That's amazing. <laughs> very, I don't know. That's kind of huh. what Dave Filoni calls him, at least. So, um, uh, yeah, it's kind of hmm. I don't know. It's not a he's not a bad character. He's not like poorly written. You always hmm. understand his motivations and stuff like that. But he's maybe too good for. <laughs> for uh, how much training he's supposed to have in the universe. Um, next, he, he's got like his, this romantic relationship with uh, the, the pilot who is, um, her name is Hera and she's uh, Twi'lek. And actually we hear her um, referenced in Rogue One. So we know that she survives the show because uh, they, they reference in the background, you hear something like General Sandula to um, briefing room or something like that. So yeah, yeah. Hera is cool. the pilot, and um, you get to kind of see her transition into becoming a general throughout the show. So that's kind of cool. Um, <laughs> but then you don't really see anybody else from the main crew. So Sabine is this Mandalorian who likes graffiti, I guess, <laughs> <laughs> um, and she makes weapons and uses explosives and stuff. So they 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 went. Let's make a Mandalorian but make it nice and make it paint things and dye its hair. <laughs> so that's she's the emo Mandalorian. The, yeah, I guess, but she's very I was, was going to try and mash those words together and it did not work. The e- 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 Mandal- yeah, doesn't. E- <laughs> it doesn't work. It doesn't. <laughs> um, and then uh, you have Zeb, who's just like a grumpy giant alien thing. Uh, I guess his species is a Lasat and he's, uh, and he's grumpy, and that, that's his character. <laughs> I feel like they all get backstories, but they kind of don't really matter to their characters all that much, except for maybe Sabine. So, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> Chopper is their droid, and his character arc and um, his character is that he's a grumpy droid, and and he's <laughs> he's just a right. grumpy droid, and he swears at people, but we don't actually know oh. what he says because they never translate it. So. There we go. I don't know if I know which droid that is. He's just like, he's this little orange astromech. Um, oh, that one. Yeah, and he's grumpy, and that's that's it. Uh, also, actually, we do see him in Rogue nice. One briefly, so he, he oh, made yeah. it too. <laughs> uh, and then the main character of the show is Ezra. He's a Force-sensitive human, obviously, from Lothal, which is uh, a planet that they explore like a lot in the show for some reason. Um, he's an orphan and he's a street thief and then Kanan finds him and makes him basically his Jedi Padawan. Um, but he has this kind of Anakin arc throughout the series cause he's, he kind of lets his anger get the best of him and he, he'll end up doing like horrible kind of dark side things, but then they kind of never reference <laughs> it again because it's also a kid show. So like he went and he just did this whole thing where he just got really mad and he like blew up these ATSTs or whatever, or no, he, he, force controlled one to shoot the other one and like this crazy stuff. And, and he's like, looks really angry and they're all like horrified that he's doing this. And then it's just like never referenced again. Yeah. Does he not have any consequences for his horrible things? So far? No, <laughs> like he hasn't had it's, any consequences at all. Um, he was oh. actually kind of a pseudo Padawan to Maul when Maul appeared in the show. Uh, oh while. yeah. That was that was interesting. But it like when they brought him. Yeah, they they didn't really do anything too much with that. 
again, he really still hasn't had any consequences for his actions. So that kind of brings me into what I think needs to happen by the end of the show is that I think Kanan needs to die because in season three, I think it was, he got knighted. Maybe it was season two. So he's like an official Jedi knight. So now he definitely needs to die for the sake of there not being any other Jedi. Cause that's kind of a right. big, very explicitly said thing in, um, the original trilogy. So, um, I also, I want Ezra to die because even though he's not like knighted or anything, he's way too powerful. Like Anakin levels. <laughs> he's way too well-trained to keep existing Jeez. like at all. <laughs> um, <laughs> he even meets like Yoda and he meets Obi-Wan. And I think, you know, you have to kind of clear the way for Luke there because, um, right. When Yoda says there is another, it's, explicit and it's canon that he's referring specifically only to leia so i to keep him like alive would be a really big mistake and a big misstep i think for the series and once again it's like it's kind of in line with something dave filoni would do because he can't kill characters and he just keeps bringing them back right that's what i was thinking though yeah like you'd have to kill off like this really young character i Mm -hmm. guess i I don't know how old he is, but I don't know. I mean, I guess they've done stuff like that before, but it would be more more impactful with him. It know. would be a really bad idea to keep him around because, I mean, right. he's brought back so far. He's brought back Maul. He's brought back Ahsoka. He's brought back Captain Rex. Um, who else? <laughs> Commander Wolf, Captain Gregor, oh. and none of them have died. <laughs> Freaking Except Gregor for came Maul. back. Yes, Gregor's back. Wasn't... Ah, oh, that's so weird. He doesn't know how to kill a character. Like, <sighs> he just doesn't. I don't want to make this into like rebels bashing because at the same time it's kind of fun to watch. But I don't know. Yeah. I I would be very like upset if they didn't die because that would kind of break the original trilogy. And I hope he understands the weight of that right. and doesn't try to retcon things. Mm-hmm. I don't care how you retcon it if Ezra's like, I'm no longer a Jedi. And he like goes off and <laughs> runs away out of the galaxy. Like, I don't care what you do. Just, he needs to die. <laughs> That's the only way out, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like one of those things where it's like in the larger context of the story that makes sense to do. But then it's like, well, it's a kid's show. What do we do? Right. How and do I, we do this? I think the best thing you could have they could have done is not introduce force sensitive Jedi into the story to begin <laughs> with, you know? Um, but yeah. that's okay. You can do that sort of thing it. as long as you wipe the slate clean afterwards, I guess. So, I mean, especially since he's met Yoda and Obi-Wan throughout okay. the series, like it's definitely time to die. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I've seen some violent things on some, some Y7 shows. Yeah, I mean, Rebels doesn't steer away from it too much, actually. I mean, there's that, okay. there's an episode where Obi-Wan kills Maul, oh, and uh, nice. it was actually kind of cool. It was really well done, but there's been some horrible cool. things, like with lots of people dying and cities burning and stuff, I guess. So hmm. I don't think it's too out of the question. Right. It's not like cool. Rogue One level or anything, but right. I think they okay. there's that's, a potential. I didn't really know how far mm-hmm. they went before. Yeah, I mean, Maul actually blinded Kanan with a lightsaber. Oh, that's why I've seen the pictures of him with the mask. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know what had happened mm-hmm. there. He. I haven't seen this show, just, just so everybody <laughs> knows. I have no I have no clue what's happening. Yeah, that's why I invited you on, just <laughs> so you could 
learn. So maybe yeah. you could actually do the um, the season four reviews with me if you if you wanted to start right. watching them. So this is a convenient way to recap, I guess. Yeah. Um. So yeah, season one starts off. It's just Firefly, but crappy. Each episode is this different adventure, and it doesn't really have any kind of overarching story. They're just they keep escaping from the Empire, uh, and that's kind of it. So. Um, season two, fun times. Season two, the crew joins, <laughs> kind of finds the official rebellion during it. Um, Ahsoka's back as a gray Jedi. They do stuff with her. Um, Rex, Wolf, and Gregor return and join the rebellion. They're kind of, or at least we see Rex as like a general throughout the whole thing. I think season four, Ooh. part two, is supposed to have a lot more um, with Wolf and Gregor and stuff. So uh, yeah. we encounter Maul for the first time since the Clone Wars. He blinds Kanan. And then Ahsoka maybe dies fighting Vader on uh, the Sith planet Malachor. But it's not very clear because he doesn't know how to kill off a character. It's not that he doesn't know how. He doesn't <laughs> like to. So we see them like what we think is die. But then afterwards you see like Ahsoka walking through like this weird shadow thing. And so it's like... Hmm it's like they're kind of trying to say she's alive still so and dave filoni has started wearing around the shirt that says ahsoka lives with a question mark on it so it's like (laughs) so he knows like the question is out there yeah it's just Uh, i don't know maybe they're going too far with this um yeah you can't bring back that like how do you wrap up something like that like yeah but like, that's the only know. reason people are, are going to get more show. of her story. I, I think yeah. <laughs> four part two will. That's just a guess, but it seems like okay. that's where they're leading with it. Um, okay. at least some somewhat. So, um, season three, which is the only reason I'm watching the show now. I didn't watch season one or two. Well, I watched season one, and I'm like, I don't like this show. Okay, if I were to rate the seasons, yep. season one is like a three out of ten or something. Season two is like a five out of 10. Uh, Wait, season three gets to be like a seven out of 10, maybe an eight. And then season four, part one is like a six, I guess. So it's like, it's not great, but it's not horrible enough to not watch unless you're talking about season one. Um, But yeah, season three, I started watching because they brought back Thrawn, which was really exciting to me to see him. It's a big deal. And they actually do a really good job with Thrawn. Um, they don't, you know, not everybody else is fantastic or whatever, but Thrawn is handled really well for the most part. Um, they actually got Timothy Zahn who created Thrawn. Uh, they had him on to, uh, to kind of figure out where the character should go. So I think that was kind of, that's pretty cool. Yeah. It was cool to kind of, that's awesome. Have him back on. He also wrote a tie in novel, um, which is about Thrawn and then there's coming, they're actually coming out with another one. Um, in I saw that. I was looking on Audible the other day. I'm like, oh, there's another one. That's cool. Yeah. It's cool to see him back. It's cool. I mean, the, the Thrawn book it, as a whole, probably the best canon book, I think, that I've read at least. Yeah. So, yeah. That one's worth a read. Um, nice. Yeah. And it, it's understandable cool. whether or not you've read Rebels or any other Star Wars book, I think. It's pretty self-explanatory and self-contained and stuff. So, um, but yeah. Uh, Kanan in that season kind of comes to term with his blindness. He he gains a deeper understanding of the Force and stuff like that. 
Um, then Sabine leaves the crew to fight with her people on Mandalore against the Empire and against the Mandalorians mm. who have like kind of allied with the Empire. Um, oh, yeah. And then there's this whole episode where Maul goes to try to find uh, Obi-Wan and he finds him. And then there's like literally a three second battle. And like this third hit, the, <laughs> the third lightsaber strike, Obi-Wan just like cuts through his lightsaber and just kills him. And that's the end. Oh, my gosh. Yep. It was actually kind of cool, it, but but uh, yeah, it was done well if you watch it. But I mean, it, for a lot of people, yeah, it's probably, probably pretty it. anticlimactic. Is he like dead, dead though? He's like, old for and real. Um, and he's dead for real. Like we see him die. Okay, like full on. It's not just like and then it cuts away. Like Obi Wan literally holds Maul as he dies, and Maul's like, he t- I think he's talking about Loki. He's like, is he the chosen one, or something like that? And Obi Wan's like, yep. And and he's like he he'll he'll bring balance or something and then he dies so something like it's that it's been a while kind of weird but okay. it is yeah a lot of it's just kind of all over the place I found it um season four part one basically reneges on what happened with Sabine in season three and she just kind of she fights more people more Mandos and then she just joins again so she's part of the crew um Fun. and and for the rest of the that part of the season she's uh part of the rebellion again um then i oh yeah so basically when i kind of skipped over this but when they join the rebellion they kind of start their own squadron so they're called phoenix squadron and uh phoenix squadron throughout the whole part of the season basically fights to save lothal from the empire thrawn's kind of there setting up traps and um it's becomes clearer and clearer that Lothal is being used for uh, making weapons and stuff. So finally we get kind of a reason for why Lothal matters at all to anybody. Cause it seems like kind of a backwater yeah, planet, but give him something yeah. to care about. Mm-hmm. So there, there was kind of useful <laughs> it's personal. Yeah. Um, but by the end uh, of that part of the season, Hera gets captured by Thrawn's assassin Rook, uh, who is also from, uh, one of Timothy Zahn's characters who was basically Thrawn's assassin slash bodyguard in Heir to the Empire, which was kind of the first really good EU book. Um, I think I remember him. Yeah, he was cool. <laughs> um, yeah. The thing that happened in that series, I don't want to spoil it. So if you don't want to be spoiled, like skip ahead 10 seconds, but Rook ends up killing Thrawn um, by the mm. end of that. So, um, but it, it doesn't Interesting. like really affect the story too much though because that's not the thing that mattered i guess because that that's kind of a plot development like early early on in the trilogy that like that's all gonna happen but um uh, it, it's just more okay. interesting to see like how thrawn couldn't predict that sort of thing anyways um yeah that's cool so uh yeah moving on so the crew then encounters these weird like loath wolves i guess the thing about lothal is that if there's any kind of creature it's just a normal creature from earth but you put loath in front of it so there's <laughs> loath cats and loath wolves and uh they encounter these <laughs> loath wolves which are like kind of weird mysterious force beings i guess they're like i mean they're there they're corporeal and stuff but they disappear sometimes people like don't see them and then like they'll just tell something to sleep and then it will just sleep and then they can like alter their memories or something like that or erase them <laughs> so there's some sort of supernatural element there that's i guess interesting yeah. 
So they, they end up riding these loath wolves to get away from the Empire at one point, and they're like, what the heck happened? And I think that's kind of where we leave them. So, yep, okay. that's, that's, that's a Rebels recap, I guess. Um, that didn't take too long. Yeah, no, it wasn't too bad. It's not, there's not really that much that happens in the show. There's just a lot yeah. of filler episodes. So overall, the show <laughs> is worth watching if you care. If like you're a mega fan of Star Wars or if you're a kid, then I'd recommend <laughs> the show. Um, but if you're not like a really big mega fan, then like it's not really worth rewatching the whole thing because as far as uh, the story goes, it's interesting. But as far as the way it's delivered goes, it's not really phenomenal. Even the animation is kind of worse than the Clone Wars. So, I, yeah, I don't like how it looks. Honestly, it's kind it, of ugly. It looks really weird to me. It's it's like too soft and weird. Yeah, maybe I'm just used to seeing Clone Wars because Clone Wars was very like, yeah, but like Clone Wars was really like sharp mm-hmm. features and I don't know. At least yeah. I kind of felt like there's lots of rigid lines and everything, and I, th- I think it looked good. They reuse then, a yeah. lot of character models. You'll notice in uh, oh, Rebels. Interesting. So like any lower-ranked Imperial officer is the same exact model used over and over and over again. Oh, okay. Uh, and stuff uh, like that. Like, they didn't put much... I think the point is that they wanted to make characters that were easily animated so it wouldn't cost as much. And it feels like everything's just trying to lower production cost, which seems like yeah, kind of a Disney thing to do, I guess, versus the Clone Wars, <laughs> see, which is say on Cartoon Network. But but see, that's something that the Clone Wars could get away with because mm-hmm. all of its characters were supposed to look the same in the right. case of the clones. <laughs> yeah, and now they don't have clones in Rebels, and they're still yeah. Clones. Th- but they did things with the clones to make them not reused character models. Like they that's added- true. Like there's slight differentiation, but for the most part, it's it's basically the same. Yeah, they just have like different haircuts and stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they they like they literally even like the model literally covers the Imperial officers like almost entire face and it looks really weird like their hats uh, like covering their face and it's very huh. obvious um, interesting anyways but here's like kind of fun facts i wanted to talk about all the or just mention all the major characters that uh from other materials in star wars that have kind of uh appeared on rebels so we have bail organa mon mothma general dadana princess leia grand moff tarkin grand admiral thrawn rook maul obi-wan Luke for like a second and they they specifically said we didn't use we didn't make a specific model for Luke because we didn't have time so they just used (gasps) Ezra's model oh my gosh (laughs) so I don't know how I feel about that but yes Luke was in it for like half a second Um, Darth Vader was in it in like several episodes and for some reason he can't manage to kill them Um, Emperor Palpatine is coming up yeah, plot armor. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's a kid's show, so I don't want to, like, harp right. on it too much. It's just yeah. if you compare it to the Clone you Wars. You can do crazy stuff sometimes in kid's yeah. shows. It's, it's been done. Yeah, it's like I just I don't want to judge it for, yeah. like, what works for me because, obviously, there are people right. that like it a lot. But anyways. You, you and I are not the target demographic. Yeah, whereas I guess somehow I guess. for Voltron we are. <laughs> I, I guess I so. Know. <laughs> I don't know. Voltron's just better has better writing that's just good for anybody. I think so. Yeah, like you can I mean, we even did a review for Paddington on the my movie podcast, Gosh Daniel. Yeah. Um Paddington 2 is a good example of a of, of a thing that's for kids that you can actually make entertaining to 
not kids and kids will still like it. So. Yeah, exactly. Like that's, that's the fine balance that I like to see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just, you know, make it, you know, simple enough, I guess, for kids to like and enjoy, but also with enough complexity to keep a mature audience engaged as well. Like you can definitely exactly. do both of them. There's many examples of that. Most of them are from Studio Mirror. <laughs> yeah. Studio Mirror is like the <laughs> yeah. standard for... That's the thing is that those shows were done by Dave oh. Filoni, though. At least uh, Avatar was. Yeah. So, he like, did, yeah, the original he Avatar knows movie. how to do that. I don't know why he isn't, but... And he even... I mean, he did Clone Wars, and Clone Wars was good. That's true. Yeah. And he's... I don't know. I guess with Avatar, I'd say there's a lot of other, like, directors and writers that are kind of in and out on that as well. Yeah, that's true. Uh like, I don't know, the whole Studio Mirror crew is all over the place. Mm-hmm. Tim Hedrick and all the others, they're great. Huh? I don't know. I wish they could do more with this, but the show's over, and they're going to make a new one, like a different show. So uh, my hopes are that they'll kind of change how they're doing it. I My fingers are so, so <laughs> uh, intensely crossed that they're at the point of snapping. Emperor Palpatine's also coming back. Um they had Captain Rex, Commander Wolf, Captain Gregor, as we said before, and Ahsoka. So I think that totals like, let's see, <laughs> like more than ten other characters have had like major, or at least minor, like they've had some amount of uh, screen time in Rebels, and that's where a lot of the uh, that's that's where like most people came from to like watch this. I wouldn't, I didn't really yeah. watch until Thrawn came back because I didn't care before. Um, in season one, oh, I forgot to mention Lando was in an episode in season one. Oh, really? Yeah, they had Lando on nice. there. That's where cool. people came from. Some people came in in season one just for Lando. Um, season two, they, uh, you know, there's Ahsoka, there's Rex, there's Gregor, there's Wolf. Um, oh, yeah, also Hondo Anaka from uh, Clone Wars. Oh, really? Man, yeah. I don't know how I feel about them bringing back all the Clone Wars characters. I know it's maybe too much because there's, there's supposed to be a really big gap in between those. And they like all the same characters are there. Yeah. But like, I don't know, Hondo and Rex, like those are like pretty big characters in the Clone Wars. They were. Yeah. It's just weird that like, I don't know, you like you wonder why them having met Obi-Wan and Anakin doesn't ever come up, you know? Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, man. Oh, dude. And like I remember, I really liked the episodes with Gregor in the Clone Wars, and I'm yeah, looking back. Yeah, that was back, a really good arc. And he, so he looks like he dies. Yes, is that what I'm I'm seeing here? Gregor seemingly sacrificed himself. That's annoying. Yeah. Well, yeah, he he does like in in the Clone Wars. Yeah, and in like, the Clone Wars, like he, he dies, definitely but apparently dies, not. but he's back. Yeah. Um, Fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I came in in season three for Thrawn. Some people came in for Maul. Um, obviously season four, there's Palpatine. Actually, season two had Vader as well for like the season opener. Like it's all just very strategic. Oh. Let's use good characters and insert them in here. Huh. I don't know. It feels more like a money-making scheme uh, than like mm. a really well-produced kids show. But at the end of the day, it's still a kids show. And it's like, it's not... It's not the worst right. thing ever. It's just not fantastic. But and it's, we it's expect maybe too though, much from Star Wars. I I guess. But, like, this show, I feel like, has received a lot of praise and attention from the usual, like, nerd outlets. I know. Like, it's weird. It's very well covered, and I feel like people like it. And, like, I don't know. I mean, again, I haven't seen it, so I can't say firsthand. But 
it just doesn't seem like something that would be as respected. Like it's it's probably just getting coverage just because it's Star Wars, at the very least. Yeah, I mean the thing is, some people I've heard that like it like it because it's just a single episode and it doesn't use like the arc format that Clone Wars had, uh, um, that sort of thing. Which I kind of like. I like the arc, but you could um, tell long stories and it was amazing. I know. Get like four episodes in one arc every once in a while, and it was awesome. I think at the end of the day, the story and the time period is maybe more interesting than Clone Wars, but it's at the cost of like, well, the writing is worse and um, everything is just maybe like communicated a bit too conveniently and the animation is ugly. ugly. (laughs) People are like, if you don't like it, then you're not the target audience. And to some extent, I agree with that. But at the same time, Disney is not marketing this show solely to kids. Like yeah, they're exactly. really not. They're they're pushing it for any major fan of Star Wars. Exactly, and I guess just I don't know. I feel like other shows have set the standard high for the kind of kids show that can be enjoyed by anybody. Like we were talking about earlier, right? Like we know it can be done, and this one isn't doing it particularly well. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know. That's kind of a. I don't know if it's really concerning because it's the end of the show, but yeah, I hope that they kind of make the other shows better. I guess Disney's never right. been known for making good shows, though. If we're <laughs> that is, that's true. I can't think of a good one that they've done uh, other than Gravity Falls, yeah. which again ended poorly. Right. So I don't know, but maybe there's hope. I guess they could get in some new talent or something. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm happy to see the show uh, go, but I also want to see how it well, concludes because I'm invested. So should we? sell off star wars and uh get studio mirror involved <laughs> yes you know would i'm that, gonna do that look, would that work okay yeah <laughs> can we get studio mirror on star wars <laughs> oh yeah if you donate to our patreon we can actually afford to buy star wars from disney uh Yay. if we get enough donations so we can yeah, actually i don't, I don't know why finally I get a studio <laughs> mirror show so yeah all we need is about uh say five billion dollars six billion dollars a month something like that not 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 too much i'm not asking a lot if you share this with your friends and they share it with their friends and they share it with their friends and so on and so forth like a hundred times or so and all of you guys pitch in a hundred dollars or so then we've got it yep so i mean i don't really think i'm asking too much nah so it's reasonable yeah, I mean, at I the mean, end of the I day, we like, just care what? about Star Wars, and that's why everybody's listening to this, yeah. right? So, why don't we do something good for Star Wars? Let's let's make Studio Mirror uh, <laughs> make us a good Star Wars show. So, if they can do a good Voltron show, they can do anything. Hey, the original Voltron wasn't that. Bad. <laughs> I I know. I'm just saying. Nobody nobody like, agrees with me on that. I'm just no. I I don't know. I'm just saying like it maybe is like kind of considered a quote-unquote like a lesser sci-fi property or something i don't know but like star wars well, thanks maybe has i'm not trying to dis- no no, no it's not, it isn't great i'm just saying I watch like, it again and as a kid it was interesting and i liked it right now it's just the story elements that i really liked but they're bringing yeah. them all back and they're doing it better so yeah and like and that's awesome so just thinking like okay well what can they do with other things like I don't know. I haven't thought about this until now. I'm just thinking it because I applied this to everything. But what if Studio Mirror did it? Right. I'd like to see that. 
it could be cool. I have not actually watched their other show. I know they did that. They did the Lego Elves show, and I haven't watched that yet. Oh yeah, I haven't watched so, it either. But I heard it. I heard it wasn't as good though. So hmm. they may not have a perfect track record, but in general, they're pretty good. Anyway, weird tangents. So yeah, what do you think of Rebels though? If I'm asking you, and by you I mean the audience. I'm talking to the audience here right now. Um, oh. Audience, what do you think? of rebels did you listen to this episode at all uh if you did <laughs> voice your opinions you out loud care just just tweet <laughs> them at me i'm on twitter at Revencard. hunt you are free to plug your twitter if you want but i'm not gonna do it um i can do it i just don't remember how i spelled out my tag it, i can't remember if it has the underscores in it or not uh it, okay. it is it's i have my dumb twitter tag at Kookie the Bard with underscores between the words. And Kookie is spelled with K's. <laughs> yes, that's, uh, that is important. It's my dumb Twitter where I put all my dumb things. Dumb things are fun things. That's what yeah, I always are. say. Um, so thank you for being on. Yes, sir. And as far as the listeners go, thank you for listening if you did. And thank you for sharing it if you did. And thank you for giving it a five-star rating on, on iTunes if you did. And I have another podcast, and it's just movie reviews and stuff. It's called The Gosh Daniel Podcast. Also, if this episode was not your cup of tea because Rebels isn't your cup of tea or because I'm (laughs) not your cup of tea, I have different guest stars on, and sometimes it's just me talking, and pretty much every episode so far has been a lot different. So um, the next one is going to be kind of like a debate format. So we're doing a lot of different things here. So just stick around, even if you hate me. Um, <laughs> and if you hate Hunt, then that's that's really your problem, and uh, that's that's not okay. So I guess so. I I don't know why you nice would. Guy. But if you did, Most then the basically I don't even want you listening to the show if you hate Hunt. So mm. just just go away. If they don't like me, just I'll bring me back for like one episode, and I'll just be super annoyed yes even more to give them like legitimate reasons that'd be good all right if you want (laughs) legitimate reasons to hate hunt um tweet (laughs) us tweet us with the hashtag (laughs) hate hunt (laughs) i liked hunt in this episode and i'm not happy with that please come back and make me hate you hashtag hate hunt (laughs) all right um so that's that's it for this episode I don't know. Am I supposed to end this with a "May the Force be with you" or something? Maybe I. Maybe I should. That's that seems like a Star Wars podcast trope. Or I could say, um, "With you, the Force may be," and I could be Yoda. Ooh. With you, the Force may be. Mm. That yeah. That's where we'll end it. All right. See you guys. There you go. <laughs> okay. Bye. <laughs>